what really gets my dick hard is Welcome to Melpy Podcast, episode 15. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. And this week we are talking about No Life to Leather, and I'm speaking of the cassette demo. Not actually, just we're not wearing leather right now. We're not now. Talking, talking about a life of uh, wearing leather. Yeah. This is, uh, this is actually about Metallica. Have you ever worn <laughs> leather pants? I don't think I've ever worn. Oh, I, I own a pair of Doc Martens. That's leather. You're talking about shoes. Those are shoes. I've, yeah. never, I've never worn leather pants. Or you probably have owned a leather jacket. No, never owned one. Really? I've never owned one. you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I've had like three leather jackets. Nope. I haven't even... Okay, this is how not metal I am anymore. I haven't even owned a denim jacket and like... Get the fuck out of here. I wear Dickies jackets. Sorry. You've seen, you've seen my you were wardrobe. In a Dickie, you're wearing one that says social distortion. I know. It's Which the, is awesome. It's on the back of my chair right now. You've never owned a denim jacket? We've got to change that. <laughs> no, de- no, I've owned denim jackets. I've just never owned a leather jacket. Oh, uh, okay. But I do have a sweet full-size anthrax back patch that I need to put on a denim jacket. Wow. It's pretty awesome. It's Wait. a Judge Dredd one. You just got it just sitting somewhere in a box? Um, I'm pretty sure I can lean back in this chair and probably grab it out of that <laughs> cabinet behind you. But you never pull the trigger on putting it on a jacket. Should I lean back and do that real quick? <laughs> uh, sure. Pretty sure it's right here. Ethan's leaning back. He's looking in a in a cabinet. He's looking through a box of pornography. <laughs> Just kidding. It's in there somewhere. Trust me. It's a pat, an anthrax patch. Whatever. I'll show you later. I can't wait to tell my friend Scott Ian about that. <laughs> would he like to be a guest on the episode? I think he would. I'll right. ask him. I'll ask him. Yeah. Would you? Uh, yeah. Text him. So we're gonna do the life to leather first, as usual. We are going to read some fan mail, which yep. we're so lucky and grateful to have folks write in every week. Yeah, I mean, we're you know at this point we're barely we're not even three months into this podcast, and we have a lot of people interacting with us. which yeah, is it's very really, cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it seems like we st- we struck a nerve in the Metallica community, and apparently this is something they they've wanted or that they're excited about. It was a good nerve. Yeah, yeah, a good nerve. Uh, so we're going to read from, as usual, we're sort of calling these from the same uh, sources. We've got the Metallica forum, which we love, and yep. we've got Reddit, and we've got uh, our email, which kind of email is the best sort of direct way to reach us. It is for sure. Um, Sometimes and, th- stuff on the forum can get a little bit lost, and you know, it can like, get a little. I'll, even though I scour it every every you day, you definitely do. I need to get. Although better. I, I need to get better. I, at I that. promise you, I, I have a life somewhere. Uh, well, I was like, you want to come to bed and spend time with me? I'm on the Metallica forum, honey. Leave me alone. You know about my Metallica time. <laughs> so we're gonna read a few of these before we're gonna do Your it. Your daughter is crying. Hang on. Your baby's crying. Well, I, well, but I gotta answer this Metallica forum yeah. question about through the never. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that episode, by the way, because that was really fun to rewatch and record. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, let's get into some uh, some, some some fan mail, some fan comments, questions, whatever. Uh, Ibanez400, who has written in before, says, just, cur- uh, just curious, not sure if it's been explained, but why aren't you guys on the podcast app? Uh, I think 
you may have replied to this. Yeah, this we is, we are on the app. Yeah, I, I assume you're talking about on your iPhone the podcast app, right? Um, just go there and go to the little uh, magnifying glass to search, and it's metal up your podcast. If search you for heard the yet. outlaw torn and uh, search for Ethan <laughs> is a dummy, and you'll find it. You uh, should be able to find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Is that right? You're, you're, Ethan is more of the yeah, facilitator um, of that. Yeah. Now, now, if you are listening and you uh, are on Android and there's some other app that uh, I don't know about that maybe I could submit, submit our podcast to to make it available. Let us know, Please right? let us know because I would love for this podcast to be... Because uh, what did someone ask about outlet. a few episodes ago? They asked about some kind of Google thing. Uh, Google Play. Okay, and yeah. we've we've fixed that. And I think we should be on Google Play. If not, let, please let me know, or I'll check after we record this and cool make it happen. But yeah, um, anyone else listening who is listening on some random podcast app, uh, let me know what it is, and I'm happy to uh, submit the show to be available to you. Right on. All right, moving on. Uh, Gene F62, another great episode. Thanks for the shout out. You are welcome. You're welcome, Gene. Uh, I believe this is in regard to the through the never episode. Um, Yep, it is. Back when the movie premiered, I was actually fortunate enough to be a part of a small group that attended a special promotional 3D screening of Through the Never in New York City. Very cool. Very cool. Which was uh, followed by a live interview with Metallica. It was part of the New York Times talk series. They took audience questions, and I was able to ask whether or not the setlist was determined by the storyline versus the setlist being a standalone decision. Uh, the answer was that they decided to make sure it was a good uh, roundup of their greatest hits and just to make it work. Um, I imagine this was... Uh, to make it more appealing to the masses and not uh, to be too niche. Which um, that makes sense, right? It does. I think, yeah, I mean, I think they were probably catering to their fans and also a bit of the, they have to cater to the storyline. I know yeah. that there was more more songs performed live and filmed. That they put in the film, right? Um, but they're not going to do the goddamn Freight Ends of Sanity right. for their yeah, debut major motion picture. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn might have been good on that, though. <laughs> But man, that's very cool that you got to go and actually. She actually posted on the forum. There's a YouTube video yeah, of her it. asking the question. I know. What a badass, right? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, uh, I think I, I I responded to her on the forum and, and asked like, how did you hold it together? Because yeah. if I was standing in front of all four of them and got to ask, you'd just be shitting and oh, sobbing. Like, <laughs> Explores um, <laughs> heavy metal. Outlaw sword. Why didn't you guys do Outlaw sword? I do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, uh, yeah, Gene F sixty two. Yeah, thanks, Gene. Yeah, great story. I, I, I love uh, I love reading that stuff on the forum. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm still hoarse, by the way. All right. Uh, Cindrelli. 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 I like Cindrelli. 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 And the earth becomes my Cindrelli. <laughs> I love her. I love. Uh, I. I said her because it sounds female, but uh, I love this person's uh, first line because it's very like old school radio. First time listener. I like that. Yeah. Great work. I hope that when we do a, uh, a uh, take phone calls episode, someone says, uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I really hope we get that. We've really made it if we can really get to that. I really hope so. Anyways, uh, first time listener, great work. Just a correction. Oh, here we go. The live show Greg Mix was not House of Vans. It was the Webster Hall show. Nitpicking. You should do a podcast discussing the different Metallica live eras. Good suggestion. Um... Okay, if you are correct, then I stand corrected. I thought he'd also mixed uh, House of Van show, but I've not verified his correction. But I will say to any of you out there who hear a mistake, perceived or otherwise, we have no um, ego about that. Like, let no. us know what we get wrong. 
we've said it before, our pizza is in the fridge. It's ready for you. And it's ready for you to take a bite of. Yeah. Um, well, and from day one, I think our, our, I guess our official slogan has been, we know more than you, we know less than you. Right. So yeah, we yeah. make a mistake, please call us out. We're happy to correct ourselves and, uh, you know, appease the fans. I agree. I, I think, I think what's most exciting to me about our podcast isn't that we know more. It's that we're as excited as yeah. you, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So, so nitpick away for sure. Uh, we should do a podcast on the different Metallica live eras. What would that look like? I think that's a good idea for an episode. Uh, well, I mean, but like, what would they even break down into? Um, I mean, production. So state, like stage production, stage production, stage, yeah, stage set, like you know, um, the look, the look of the band, maybe the look, the sound of the band, like maybe how well they were playing. I mean, because obviously, I get, yeah, because obviously there's a difference between Ride the Lightning tour versus Puppets versus Justice. Yeah, Black albums where shit just super took off. Of course, yeah. Now that's a great idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. If, hey, maybe you could be a guest. Oh, I was going to say Sindrily or Sindrily. Sindrily. If you have some ideas about how that might break down into segments, let us know because th- that's a good idea. Yeah, we'd love the input. All right. All right. Ex Outus. Ex Outus. Ex Outus. That's like a, you have to say that in kind of like a black metal like Ex Outus. Ex Outus. <laughs> we paint our faces. Yeah, to, totally. To say. We should do an episode where we, where, we, where we wear black metal makeup, but no one will know because they can't see us. Um, but if you follow us on Instagram, you might see some Instagram stories of us. Which, in black. by the way, get on the Instagram train. Come follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we post uh, we post stories. Uh, you guys want to see? I, I, know, I know they de- they they delete uh, pretty quick. They delete you know? that twenty four like, hours. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one right now as we're recording this. So we're posting Instagram stories where Ethan and I are filming each other, but they delete they self destruct after after. Am I doing it right now? Yeah, you're on Instagram. But they right self-destruct after 24 hours. So you guys got to come follow us on Instagram, Please motherfuckers. Please do. It's just go to Instagram. It's metal up your podcast, dude. They're gonna. I just feel like they're gonna. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I feel yeah. like they're gonna see what I look like and be like, "Oh my god, I'm so disappointed." That's what Clint looks like. That's what he really looks like. I'm wearing a Guar shirt with like a f- fucking Pearl Jam flannel what shirt over that? it. And uh, you're, you're, you are wearing like grunge boots. I'm wearing. I am wearing what are those fry, socks. By the way, fry boots. Uh, these socks say "fuck." These are my fuck socks. <laughs> Do they really? And then, uh, because I never wear Mitch Mac, Mitch Mac socks. And then my other socks are vinyl records. Wow. Okay. I back that. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I got a strong game. All right. Anyways, uh, X Altos uh, says, awesome. Cool. Uh, my commute home after work is about an hour and a half. Wow. New York, New York. City. Wow. New York City traffic, an hour and a half. Uh, so this is perfect listening for that. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Well, it's great, man. Thank you. First of all, an hour and a half with New York traffic. That sucks. I'm not sure where you live, but you're probably in New Jersey or, or Connecticut, maybe Connecticut. Um, yeah. I mean, Staten Island. if I drove an hour and a half north or south, I would be in Kentucky or Alabama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, by the way, you don't want to go to either of those places. No, Kentucky's cool. Louisville's well, awesome. Have you been there? Come on. You know I've been You've there. You've a show there? Surely, right? <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been there. Well, hey, I'm from Alabama. Well, thank you very much. We, we're glad that we can make your commute home after work uh, no, that's an enjoyable true. one. Yeah, um, that's cool. I often listen to other podcasts while I'm driving, and I know that it, it, that it's a it, nice it break. It helps, from, right? Yeah, it's a nice break from you know albums you're, you're listening to all, all the time right. and stuff. So It's true. Uh, our friend, our great friend, Laurie Laker, who just hit me up on Instagram. I was like, Ethan was just in, I was in Denver, Denver, but Laurie's in, I think Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs hit me up on Instagram and said, Hey, drinks on me. Let's hang out. And I, I unfortunately didn't have the time. 
Um, and I've been under the weather as well. So uh, I apologize, Lori. But next speaking time. of that, if, if we if you guys do end up, if you see where Ethan and I are touring or if we're coming through your town and you guys want to meet up and cross paths, we're Ethan and I are totally open to that. Oh, yeah, totally. And we're on the road all you the can, time. You can buy us beers anytime you want. <laughs> we will accept your free oh, beers. Yeah. <laughs> so Lori says, a great episode. Side note, but worth mentioning. Uh, Ethan, I checked out your music on Bandcamp, and it's awesome. Oh, man. Thank you. Fuck yeah. That's I'm great, I'm dude. I'm glad you like it. Now, see, uh, next time I'm in Denver, I'm happy. Now to you buy, have to buy him drinks. I'll buy you drinks, and I'll bring you a copy of my vinyl. Ooh. Which I have a... I think I have the test pressing you in You have a vinyl, test pressing and the actual copy. Which I'm yeah. going to sell on eBay for like a million dollars. You're going to get about... 250 out of that do you remember when i came and visited you in the studio when you were making the record yes that was fun totally fun i don't remember why i came there uh because we're friends and it was oh, awesome. cause we're friends. And I was making <laughs> some good. fucking awesome music um so frodes 99 frodes frodes is it i'm just saying it's probably it might be frodes I, eh, I think it's frodes probably but i like saying frodes 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 there used to be a band called frode frodes u.s uh, years ago. Okay. Side note. Anyways, move Tan- on. Tangent. Oh my gosh. I love tangents. Frodus99 says, just started listening to this last night. Only on the first episode, but I'm digging it. Nice. Fuck yeah. You know, we're noticing, we, we actually, Ethan and I noticed today that, you know, we were able to see sort of like, uh, we, we, a sort of stat counter, if you will. And we noticed that um, we got a lot of listens today and almost none of them were our most recent episode. Yeah. So... We're getting these new listeners like this all the time. It's great. Again, so the pizza's in the fridge, man. It's there it's, for it's you. It's great news, yeah. You can heat it up anytime you want. Or eat it cold. I like to eat it cold sometimes. I like to eat, I like cold, to eat it cold, cold for breakfast awesome. sometimes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a musician. Uh, our friend Melody says, uh, great episode. I want to watch the... Oh, this is the Through the Never. I want to yeah. watch the movie again if you're listening to this. And for some strange reason, I want to pick up a bottle of passion fruit vodka. Melanie, you have no idea. <laughs> I was... Okay, Clint brought that over when we recorded that episode. And I was like, really flavored vodka? Because when I, like anytime I go to a liquor store and get a bottle of whatever, I pass all the flavored vodkas like peach, bubble gum, whatever. I that. went for it. I have to say, I'm a believer. It was delicious. Yeah. We tried it on the rocks first, and then we added some of uh, some black cherry soda to it, and it was. Ethan's a big fan of this black cherry soda yeah, stuff. Zevia soda. If you don't, if you're not on board with that, it's delicious. Uh, thanks, Melody. We really appreciate you for sure, for real. Uh, so Ibanez 400 says, uh, "Great job with this, guys. I especially enjoyed the Newstead episode. By the way, did you guys ever listen to Echo Brain? Curious what you think." Now I know that I can um, embarrassingly admit I've still not checked it out. Ethan, though... I listened to uh, some Echo Brain recently. Not digging it, right? I'm not digging it. I'm not so, feeling it. No, I'm not feeling it. That's and, okay. And it's it's nothing against Jason. Nothing against the other guys from Echo Brain, whatever their names are. Um, it's They're just, just it's called just, other guys from Echo Brain. Yeah. Jason said and other guys. <laughs> um, you know what? I can totally appreciate Jason wanting to uh, fulfill his passion of this other kind of music and create something... Outside of Metallica, totally get it. Uh, just not for me. Not my thing. Well, we mentioned in our last episode, our kind of what if episode, someone brought up, you know, what if James had just sort of let Echo Brain happen? I think the general consensus is everything would have been fine. Everything would have been just <laughs> would have, fine. Would have been okay. Agreed. <laughs> uh, all right. right. Phantom Lord 3 says, uh, we listened to the uh, Master of Puppets episode today. 
I forgot about your concept album. That's so good. Thank you, Clint. Uh, I've been listening to the album all day now. Um, I know you guys, excuse me. I know you guys said it's expensive, and I agree, but Back to the Front is on Amazon for $30 right now. Clint just bought it. I just bought it because of this post. But going up, uh, I got it for 25 last week. You guys need to get it. It's so good. Um, I actually think it's worth full price. You guys would nerd out on, nerd out hard on it. You can uh, do an episode on it. Yes, we will. We're going to, right? Yeah. And I also need to buy a copy of it for $30. I actually brought it tonight, which I, I felt bad because it's not like we're going to have a ton of time for Ethan to leaf through it, but... I brought it tonight just to be like, dude, you should get this. I really want to get it. I'm super jealous. Uh, moving on to Reddit. Um, what the ball? What, what the ball? I'm kind of looking at this as a whole word like, <laughs> what the ball? What the ball? What the ball? I think it's what, <laughs> what the ball? What the ball? Reading these monikers is just like. I know. It's so fun. Uh, it's so fun. Um, All right. Uh, would you accept calls or whatever from Metallica subreddit users would love to call in and chat? Absolutely. Funny you should ask. Absolutely. We we have been actually kind of like researching and trying to figure out how to integrate this into what we hope to be sort of a fairly normal occurrence where we want to be able to, I want to be able to come to Ethan's studio and we have it set up. We have all the time set up, and we can just take phone calls while we're recording these episodes. Yeah, or do something where we uh, we pick you know five or six of you, and we call you during the episode. We um, got yeah, we got to figure out the logistics of how it's going to work. Go, we're going to do it. That that's that's definitely a plan. It would work great for current events. It would work great for someone who just went to a show who maybe did one of the hardwired experiences. Yep. Yep. Um, to just or even shoot if someone the to the show and just like tell us about the experience and tell us a, a, you know, or even if you didn't go to the show, even if you've never heard of Metallica, <laughs> we would love to talk to non-Metallica. Even if you're fans. my mom, if you just want to. That would be a good segment. No. Is talk to like our parents. Oh. Like, mom, remember the time when I was 13 and playing in her Sandman for like seven hours straight in the bedroom? And <laughs> no, you were I could call my mom and say, hey, mom, remember that time that uh, after I was out of high school and I came back home to visit and I found all my old Metallica shirts covered in like dirt because you cleaned <laughs> furniture with them? <laughs> true, what? True story. Oh, my God. My All my metal shirts growing up slowly disappeared. I thought I just lost them. And I was probably... Like dish say, rags now. Yeah, like no, like uh, I came home. It was when I first moved to Nashville. I went home to visit for Christmas or something, and my dad asked me to grab something out of my closet. So I went in there, opened the closet door, and I saw this bag. And I moved it. And I noticed like a logo of a metal band. What is this? Pulled it down, and it was like all my old metal shirts. I had this bitchin' and Justice for All white shirt. Oh my god, a white one? Yeah, with Lady Justice on it. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, and it had like the faces on the back, dude. It was so cool. And I pull it out, and it just smells like pledge, pledge. like lemon pledge. Like she's it been could like, smell worse. Could smell worse. Clean shit. But uh, well, so let me ask you this: Do those shirts still exist? No. Oh, they're gone. They, they were they were they were messed up enough where I didn't even want to take them. Because you could turn them into a bitch and quilt. I could. But the, but good throw oh, for your couch. That's very true. Okay. Um, is so this yes, me? we'll take calls. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're, we're gonna take calls. All that to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Black Lord, which two R's in Lord, Black Lord. Or it's says, Hispanic, Black Lord. Wait, what is this? Thanks, Clint. Oh, I mentioned in our Through the Never episode that like Reddit users have like stopped hanging with us, like they oh, stopped yeah, yeah. responding. Here, thanks, Clint. We might not be as vocal as the other places, but we are listening. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you, Black Lord, for 
speaking to my insecurity about Reddit. And I think this this next comment uh, continues that. Yep, same deal. Tristan Korb says, Hey, I'm a Reddit user and I listen. Not sure why your posts don't get much response here, but alas. Thanks for another great podcast. Oh man. Well, it's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Tristan. You. Thank you, Tristan. All right, now we're going to the email section here. Uh, this is from Patrick. Hi, I just want to say... Uh, greetings from Sweden. Greetings from Sweden. Denmark. We're neighbors. <laughs> I was going to say, greetings from Sweden. I can see you so closely over the water. Um, I've actually taken a ferry from Sweden to Denmark. Look at you. Um, Look at you, Ethan. Uh, I just want to say, greetings ferry. from Sweden. <laughs> greetings from Sweden to tell you that your podcast is really awesome. Discovered it kind of dis- discovered it kind of recently. Just listen to the one about hardwired. So yeah, my, uh, my topic was Torben because your Torben imitation is fucking hilarious <laughs> for real. Thanks. Um, so yeah, keep it up. Yeah, so keep, <laughs> keep, doing what, keep doing what you're doing and I'm looking forward to keep listening to your stuff. Uh, well, I will say Patrick, um, I thank you so much for enjoying my Torben. Um, I don't think it's perfectly accurate, but it's pretty close. Uh, a little higher pitched than Lars's father, but I'll do my best. Oh my God. What an amazing shout out. You're welcome, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Man, imagine if we had Torben on. Like actual Torben. Like real, not not your great Torben that lives in your house. but Not, not Torben, Torben that lives in my brain. Thanks, Patrick. Man, Patrick from Sweden. We have like all these like great international listeners. It's really that's, cool. That's blowing my mind. Like we, we're a podcast that is is you know three months old, and we have multiple people, multiple countries like where there's fans and people yeah. listening to us. It's so mind blowing. It's very cool. Okay, uh, we have another email from Brady Trantham who says, "Hey guys, stumbled upon the show a few days ago and I love it. Great, thanks, Brady. Thank you." Metallica has been my band since I was 14. I'm 26 now, and I love to hear other Metallicats out mm. and about. Well, that's so rockabilly of you. Are we Metallicats? Metallicats. Um, as a guy who does his own podcast, and then uh, Brady goes on to say, you don't have to read my podcast on the air. But we are. But of course we're going to. So Brady has a podcast called Oklahoma City Thunder, which I honestly... The basketball team. Okay, I was going to say, I honestly don't know what that is. You didn't know what that was? I swear to God, I don't. I can only assume that you are talking about the the NBA team. Yeah, which were uh, previously these uh, Seattle Supersonics. Okay. That's also also basketball. Okay. (laughs) I'm not slagging sports. Those are sports. I'm not one of these musician artist types who slag sports. I think sports are killer. I just, it's not an interest of mine, so I don't know what it is. So Brady has a podcast called Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, He says... Or it's it's dedicated to the Oklahoma City Thunder. uh, Okay. What is it called? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he even I don't think he says. I'm assuming... Are you serious? I'm assuming it's called Oklahoma City Thunder, right? It's a podcast dedicated to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, shit. He didn't even tell us what it's called. We can't even promote your Oklahoma City... Oh, my gosh. There's probably a lot of basketball fans listening to this right now. Holy shit. We're going to do a goddamn follow-up on this. All right. So he's... (laughs) Back to us. (laughs) Brady says, as a guy who does his own podcast, I understand how much work goes into these things. I appreciate all the hard work, uh, and I love hearing anything about the best damn band in the land anytime. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. I like that last line. We have gotten slagged a little bit about not being as researched as we could be, but oh this gosh, guy understands as a guy who makes a podcast that a it does work. require it does require more work than you think. 
It does, yes. It, it actually does. Well, and also when you're when you're in the middle of recording an episode, and you've been drinking, um, you know, you're in the heat of the moment. You're discussing something uh, about a record, about a member, whatever. You tend to forget things, and things slip your mind. You know, every moment's the heat of the moment, dude. Exactly. On metal up your goddamn podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, Brady goes on to write, I do have one question that maybe you guys could answer or even dedicate an entire show to. Is it okay to be a diehard Metallica fan, love all the thrash classics, Damage, Fight, Dyers, etc., but still get away with saying Load is your favorite album? Maybe it's because I was born in 1990 and grew up with the Load albums in my car. My mom was a huge Metallica fan and had to rediscover the 80s material. Anyway, thanks again. Love the show. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I responded to this dude. I I, uh, I replied. I I think I told him something that good on your mom. That's awesome. I have Clint, so much I think, to say about that. I think that. you need to take this uh, this question about load. Of course, dude. It is super okay to love the eighty shit. But if your jam is goddamn load and reload like mine was, of course it's okay, dude. There are some Metallica fans who will slag it. That's fine, but. Metallica's Metallica. So if you love that band, you don't just love the one record they made. You gotta love their career. And part of loving them is criticizing where you think they might have sure. had missteps. For Ethan and I, unanimously, it's St. Anger. Yes. And Ethan may not be as passionate about Load and Reload as I am, but I might not be as passionate about Death Magnetic as Ethan is. Correct. All right? So part of loving a band is you got to just get on the fucking ride, you got to get on the roller coaster, and you got to go with them in the ups and downs. Yeah, there's a couple turns you don't like, maybe make you feel a little sick here and there, but and over, maybe, overall the ride is a good ride. Yeah, and maybe, some, maybe for some little stretches you get off the ride. That's okay, too. Yeah, take a break. Totally fine. All right, moving on. We have uh, John Mark Dor- uh, Doro. Which this is a friend of mine. Is it? Well, when you read the rest of it, you'll see why. Okay. Hello, John. We have a mutual friend named Clint. Uh, Hey, guys. Just want to let you know that I'm enjoying these episodes like you would not believe. I I played a few gigs with Clint. Oh, I I responded to this guy. I played a few gigs with Clint, and although we're not close friends, we did bond over Metallica at one of those gigs. So glad you guys decided to do this. Very cool. Um, I can't wait for the episode about S&M. We agree. We can't wait to do it as well. Yeah, we're But we're also... Kind of wanted to hold that one in the can for a little bit. We don't want to, don't want to blow our wad just yet. True. Um, he speaks the truth. That was the record that got me into Metallica. That's interesting. A live record. We've got, well, we've gotten a few of those. Yeah, we have. Um, uh, I, uh, uh, I had heard Enter Sandman before, but uh, that was it. I was in the seventh grade and started learning all of Lars's drum parts from that album. I eventually purchased. Which every... John Mark is a drummer. I, sorry, I, I gathered that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ethan. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Let me repeat that. I was in seventh grade and started learning all of Lars's drum parts. He's a drummer. Um, I eventually purchased every release, every release up to that point, but S&M started it all. That's so cool. I love it. Uh, it goes on to say, also looking forward to an episode on some kind of monster. You have no idea. Yeah, I cannot wait to come. It's coming. For sure. um, this was one of my all-time favorite movies for a long time. I watched it all. Uh, uh, all the DV commentaries, deleted scenes, read the book on the filmmakers put out. Yep. Uh, incredible stuff. Although, although St. Anger is easily my least favorite Metallic record. Me too. Um, holds a special place in my heart because it was the first Metallica, uh, first record Metallica put out after I became a fan. Which, you know, that that's special, right? Yeah, that is. It's, it's a special when, moment. I can't say that it's a special record. But when you come online, it's, whatever's kind of happening at the time, yeah. you, you attach certain meaning to. I mean... 
if I, if I relate that to my experience, I mean, I came online with injustice and the next record was the black album. So I was, you doing, were the kind of, I was gold, doing just you, fine. You were in like the golden era. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I definitely like, was like at one side of the rainbow finding the pot of gold. So <laughs> one side of the rainbow. <laughs> that, I thought that was pretty good. Oh Dude, you were like a living poem, man. A living poem. Wow. <laughs> one side of the rainbow, man. I will say about John Mark. So John Mark, I, I did a few one-offs with him. He's a Birmingham-based drummer. And um, we had to do this gig. Like, you know, this is kind of a gig where you, like, drive yourself to the gig. and Yeah. So we drove all the way to Atlanta from Birmingham and <clears throat> talked a lot about films and about Metallica. And he, he's a real special, cool dude. It's cool that he wrote in. I'm glad he's listening. Awesome. That's very and I'm, cool. And he, he has a very similar trajectory to me, like S&M, Load, Reload What was the last time you talked to this guy? You know, he actually texted me, um, I think before he actually wrote an email okay. about the podcast. And so we sort of reconnect a little bit through text. So. Very cool. <clears throat> See, our podcast brings old friends together. Bringing people together. Is there... Was That's that the, awesome. Was that the last thing? That's the is last it, one on my notes. But is there one for me to read? I'll put all these down. No, I think that's it, right? I think that's all. All right, cool. So thanks to everyone, as usual, for writing in and taking the time to oh, yeah. participate with us and blah, blah, blah. We love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we love reading that stuff at the top of each episode just to kind of uh, put it out there and catch up and see what you guys are talking about, see your feedback, all that stuff. And so. just remind you guys that we're super famous. Uh, we're still trying to adjust as, you know, to our new lives as famous people. It's, it's, it's a challenge. It is. Yeah. Somehow, somehow we find a way. We do. No life to leather. All right, no life to leather. This is I have the, to say, I have the to say cassette right here. I have here. to say this. I've got dude. it right here. If you guys wanted some some sort of like have a pinpoint of how the trajectory of how Ethan and I became friends, we became friends in April, early April, at a Matthew Mayfield show. Yeah. That same year, record store day, I was on the road or something. No, you were you were leaving that day. I was leaving that day, and you weren't sure if you could make it to uh, this record store called Fond Object. Fond Objects. But that was the year that Metallica released No Life to Leather on cassette, yep. limited edition, and I was fucking scared to death I couldn't get it because I was leaving for tour that day. My new friend, Ethan, which we've just been friends for like two weeks maybe, or a day? Was it a day? Uh, Did I meet you at the show the day before? It might have been. Let's let's just say a week. So I reach out to Ethan. I'm like, dude. If you see it. Because Ethan's a big record store day guy too, but he was at oh, a yeah. different shop in Nashville. I said, if you got this No Left to Leather cassette, if there's an extra one, please get it for me. He he bought me that and a Guar record. Yeah, the Guar release. And a uh, Brian Adams 7-inch. Yep. Oh, yeah. I went up and they, I think I think this store, Fond Object in particular, had like five or six of the Metallica cassettes. Right. I grabbed two, because I know you're, in general you're supposed to only buy one copy of each release. Right. Um, so I grabbed two and just kind of browsed the store. I didn't check out until you showed up. And hey, my wife you. and my kid. Yep, you had your wife and your kid in tow, <laughs> yeah. and now you're the proud owner of a No Life to Leather reissue. Cassette. Which I still haven't opened it. I haven't either. I wanted to open it on the show. Did we decide we're going to open it on the show? Should we? I don't know. Is that going to be a big moment? Is it going to be a big moment in like 10 years when this thing's worth like $5,000 <laughs> like, sealed? And I'm exactly. like, damn it. Remember that podcast I used to have like eight years ago that ended? We don't have to open it. I don't know. It's so exciting. I know. I actually agree. We should open it. You know what? Here's the deal. I'll give you my sealed one if we open it on the show. How about you give me your sealed one if this becomes worth a lot of money? (laughs) 
Well, I, I mean, it, from what I can tell, it doesn't look there's, like like there's any notes inside, but there could be. I don't know. There's not. I mean, you can see the the gatefold of it. Yeah. Online. I'm gonna leave it sealed. I've decided. Really? Wow. Guilt, guilt, guilt. <laughs> I'm not guilting Jeez. you. I've offered to give you my sealed one. I think we should open it. It's can happening. you hear the plastic scratching off? And let it be known. Let it so let it be written. So let, let it, it be, be known done. That I haven't opened up a cassette, a sealed cassette, in I don't know how long. In like t- t- three weeks. Oh my gosh! This is so exciting. We should have had a, a, a little boombox. Like put it in, hit play. I know. Unfortunately, Here no one is, has any way to play a cassette. There you it hear is. the crinkle, crinkle. That's the sound of me giving Ethan my three thousand dollar valuable yep. cassette. Ooh. And it's actually Lars's handwriting. Yeah. Photocopy. Well, um, I know that this is, okay, they, wow, it's so accurate. So on one side, there's like a label that says Metallica demo, turn down bass on amp. Turn on the bass on the amp. So, Isn't um, that amazing? What I know is that... Um, it's like the opposite of Injustice for All. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, we've seen online for years the original No Left to Leather artwork, mm-hmm. but uh, this was basically Lars's personal demo. Right. Like his copy that he it's actually... It's a white cassette. Yeah, he wrote on and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, pretty Very cool. cool. Yeah. And it's like a Metallica stamp. Yep, it is. And uh, the liner notes in here say nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As we predicted. And that's about it. So you just ruined that copy. There we go. We're done with that. That was great. Thank you for doing that. Hey, you're welcome. So we're going to do what we normally do on these, where we, we're just going to talk about some fucking facts. Mm-hmm. Because we like to believe that our podcast is, in at least some way, educational. A little educational. Uh, Who's going to lead off? You want me to do it? Yeah, go for it. You start. So, uh, for those of you who are factoid nerds out there, it was recorded on July 6, 1982 at Chateau East Studios in Tustin, California. I have spent a lot of time in and near Tustin. Are you kidding me? I I was writing that then. I was like, I've never heard of it. Tustin uh, is in Orange County. Um, Okay. So I grew up in Long Beach and my family moved down to Orange County. We lived in Mission Viejo. Next to Mission Viejo, you have like El Toro, Lake Forest, and Tustin. Okay. Um, Geography lessons. Uh, with, uh, Tustin is, uh, is like next to like Santa Ana. Tustin's close to like, have you ever flown into the John Wayne Airport? Yes. Um, Tustin's very close to there. Okay. Um, it's right off like I-5 freeway. So how far is that from L.A.? From L.A., without traffic or construction, you're looking at like maybe an hour. Okay. So they went out of town a little bit to do this. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, uh, I'd say it's like central Orange County. It's the most widely circulated demo of Metallica, but it is preceded by several other demos. Yeah, which, which if you haven't listened to, of all the demos, this one sounds the best. Yeah, and it doesn't sound great. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of dig it. Well, if you like Kill 'Em All, you'll like this demo. Of course, yeah. I like it. Which we, we like Kill 'Em All. Okay, oh, yeah. so... Um, the, there's the whiskey audition tape, which had "Killing Time" by Sweet Savage and "Let It Loose" by Savage. Okay, and then there's the Rama Govani's '82 Garage demo, which had "Hit the Lights," "Jump in the Fire," "Sucking My Love," "The Prince," and "My Evil and Helpless Diamond Head Covers." Very cool. Then you had the Power Metal demo, which had "Hit the Lights," "Jump in the Fire," "New Song," "Mechanics," "New Song," "Motor Breath." Which have you seen? Um I don't know, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it's like, a f- I don't think it was official artwork or anything, but there's a, online, there, there is a power metal artwork cover, um, and it's like a like a naked girl, like a buff dude and stuff. Um, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, the buff dude was me. 
Oh, that was you? Yeah, that was me. I, th- I was the naked girl? Duh. I thought so. Of course. Um, and so then we have uh, No Life to Leather, which allegedly was sort of an homage to Motorhead's No Sleep Till Hammersmith. Ah, uh, okay. Which No Sleep Till Hammersmith is a better title of a thing than No Life Till Leather. I... Uh, I'm trying to put my put myself in like the early '80s, and if someone had that slogan, like "Man, no life to leather," at the time would I be like, "What?" Or would I be like, "Fuck yeah, no life to leather." It's hard to tell because life is leather, <laughs> or something. I don't know. You haven't lived to you. There's you haven't lived to give leather, bro. You know uh, who probably who backs that slogan is Rob Halford. Well, duh, yeah. he wrote the book on no life exactly. to leather. It's like an S and M coffee table book waiting <laughs> waiting to happen. Uh, so it was paid for by high velocity record label owner Kenny Kane, who thought it might be an EP, but then yeah. when he heard it, he thought it sucked and didn't want to put it out. And when you fast forward to the future, some speculate that the reason that the extended version has been blocked by legal troubles is because Kenny Kane wants that little cashola. Well, and and that and that's like been in Metallica news within the last year, right? That Metallica's wanted to release like some kind of extended version box set of No Left to Leather, which I can only assume means the previous demos, a lot of unreleased stuff. Maybe the demos we, we just mentioned, right? Yeah, or maybe even stuff we haven't heard. Maybe there's other demos that you know that only those guys have that no one's ever heard. But um, I hope it gets released. I would love to. I don't think it's going to happen because what they wanted to do was release the extended version of No Life to Leather before they did the Kill Em All. But they've already done the Kill Em All and the Ride of Lightning. Which, if you guys don't have that, I mean, it comes with all these great live shows from around that era. Yeah. I can't wait for the Puppets win. Obviously, the Justice win. Oh, the Justice win. Last episode. We hope that it has some bass guitar in it, as does almost every Metallica fan in the world. Um, So, Lars personally sent out according to his memory 50 to 100 of these himself okay of the original tape i mean i, I don't know when you you originally like started playing in bands but like when i did it, like 1973 okay i thought so ish um <laughs> but I, I remember being in like local bands and like recording a demo and you had cassettes and you got them duplicated sure and you hand them out to your friends and all that stuff um, I'm sure, you know, he's probably sending them to record labels, you know, people to review it, stuff like that. Absolutely. And and one of them found its way to Johnny Z. Good old Johnny Z. Now, Johnny Z. All the way to, <clears throat> it found its way all the way to New York, right? Which is fascinating. Um, well, Johnny Z was, was trying to originally broker essentially record deals with labels in New York. Okay. Um when they didn't basically get any response or they got turned down or whatever, he pretty much like borrowed money to like pay for them to record. Right. And release it on Megaforce Records. Megaforce, right. So Johnny Z is like a, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a pivotal point in Metallica's history. Yeah, He's like Christopher Columbus or something. Yeah. He just, yeah. He kind of discovered Metallica, which you know what? We talked about 30th anniversary episode. We say like Leif Erickson. (laughs) Oh, who's that? Well, Christopher Columbus didn't discover America, let's be honest. No, uh, Donald Trump did. Well, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know what? Johnny Z was missing from the 30th anniversary shows, don't you think? Uh, I think so. He could have made an appearance. Uh, I mean, do you think they probably reached out to him? I mean... There wasn't many people missing, like Fleming wasn't there. But Fleming wasn't there, Rick Rubin wasn't there. 
Johnny Z wasn't there. I mean, the amount of people they had at those shows, I would like to think they reached out to all those people and they just couldn't do it. Well, there might have been logistical issues or, or, yeah, sure. Um, But Johnny Z, you know, he's got a place in, a very serious place in the history of this band. Yeah, I mean, after after them getting, like, turned down or ignored by a bunch of labels, he decided to take it it in his own hands. Yeah, he, he, like, mortgaged his house to get them on the road and... um, Thank you, Johnny Z. And then he, you know, he was bought out by Elektra, which right. was a nice deal for him. Oh yeah. All right. So, all the songs that were on this uh, demo ended up on Kill 'Em All. Yep. The Mechanics obviously was a Dave Mustaine tune that got reworked into the Four Horsemen, which I think the Four Horsemen is a better version. It is. Yeah. Just yeah. The sort of like Hetfield sexual re- mechanic using euphemisms for car shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hatfield obviously like rewrote the lyrics. They added a bridge to the song, like the whole ballad section. Right. Um, yeah, it's much better. I mean, I, I I do love this version on this demo. It's 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 pretty bitching, and Mustaine's lead work, not only on this and the whole thing, he is, does kick ass on the whole thing. It's true. Rips on this thing. It's true. It does. It kick really ass. does. Yeah. And they were children when they recorded this. They were two and a half, three and a half years old, four years old. <laughs> um. And yeah, so there are interesting differences, right? So, Seeking the Story is a little bit slower, a little bit doomier, some might yeah. say. Uh, Phantom Lord doesn't have that intro, which I, the, the intro to Phantom Lord and Kill 'Em All is one of my favorite moments. Yeah, of it's Kill pretty em cool. All. So I'm glad that they figured that out. Now, this is fascinating. They've re-released it. It's been re-released unofficially twice. Yeah. First of all, as Metallica, the Bay Area Thrashers, where someone just basically took. No life to leather and added live, like crowd noise. Barrier Thrashers almost sounds like a like a Bay Area like um, street hockey team or something. <laughs> like we're the Barrier Thrashers. Yeah, come check us out. We have hockey pucks on it. <laughs> but it's just amazing that someone kind of took that and tried to like f- scam it. You know? Yeah. Well, there, it, yeah, there there was uh, I think uh, these songs. It was like uh, called Metal Up Your Ass Live. Okay. That was another like bootleg thing, but well, the other one that they mentioned was uh, Metallica in the beginning live, which was basically just Barrier Thrashers Part Two. Yeah, needless to say, it got shut down. Legal teams shut it down. Um, and they officially re-released it, like Metallica re-released it on the aforementioned Record Store Day 2015, right. where you procured a copy for me, and then you yep. just ripped yours up. Which I have to give you mine now because it's going to be worth. You don't have to do that. Well, I will. I vowed to. I vowed to. I said you had you had to do it if it ends up being worth thousands of dollars. All right, then you give it to me. You got it. Okay, because I don't care about money. Neither do I. Um, but the re-release is like they sort of photocopied Lars's original copy, which has his handwriting. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty it, it, cool. Yeah, the way they did it, it's it's not the one they like handed out to fans and to labels and whatever. It's like. Yep, Lars's personal stash kind of thing. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, it's a nice touch for a re-release. It's a nice touch. A nice Danish it's very touch. Very nice. It's such a, a great Danish touch. I I think it's great. I think my son did a good job writing the track list on Z. At this point in his career, I was hoping for a tennis champion, but it's. <laughs> it just wasn't in the cards. He has disappointed me in ways un, unimaginable. So yeah, I went to stay back in Denmark and hide out. <laughs> So they they did this record store release, which Metallica are like ambassadors of record store day, right? Like, the, they, yeah, they, yeah, 
should we explain what record store day is for people who may not know? Yeah, if you don't know what it is, uh, it, record store day is is this like kind of holiday ish event. It's every April, and every it's April, five years old, five or six years old, I think. Yeah, it's not very old. It's young. Not very old, but it's it's really cool. It's it's a big part of why vinyl has had a, a big resurgence. I think. Sure. Um, it, it, at least here in Nashville, um, there's a lot of cool record stores here. You know, Jack White's Third Man Records being one of them. Grimy's. Fond object, the groove, a lot of places. The groove, um, the groove's my sort of local. Yeah, East the groove is awesome. Great escape. Um, yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, it's like this really cool event. It's not only just for like vinyl nerds because um, you know bands uh, put out specific releases just for record store day, like a cool EP right. or exclusives. A, exclusives. And yeah. what and what it's designed to do is to get people out, right? So yeah. and and bands they'll have like live bands playing if they can yeah, in the like shop or outside. At every record store, right? And um, the aforementioned when Ethan got this cassette tape for me, I, my wife and I, and my one and a half year old at the time, were at a record store called The Groove in East yep. Nashville where we live, and the line was just literally hours and hours long. Oh yeah. But part of the joy of that is you kind of get in that line. Yep. You talk to other people who love music. Oh yeah. You hope, in my case, that the Guar limited release doesn't sell out. But I called. I was texting Ethan saying like, "Oh my God, we've been in this line for an hour." And Ethan said, come to Found Object, which is in Riverside Village, which is yeah. really close to where we live. No line at all. And that's how that happened. Yeah. It's just a beautiful day where like music lovers, vinyl or not, it's just music lovers. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. And these record stores, which by the way, they're dying. The physical, enjoying physical copies of music is becoming a lost art. But these res- record store days are kind of becoming the sort of quarter of income that these yeah. records are subsisting oh, yeah. on throughout the whole year definitely so if you've never heard of it go support it it's every april yeah it's, it's usually mid-april uh it's such a it's they're just they're really fun events like most cities around the country will have yeah live bands a bunch of giveaways and there's recordstoreday.com where you can like put in your zip code and see yep. what your nearest record store exactly, is. exactly yeah um so that was the record store day thing, but then they planned to do this extended release where it was beyond the cassette tape. So yep. they were going to do a CD, a vinyl, and a box set. I would have been down for all that. Uh, yeah, I probably would have got of all. course. But then it got kind of got blocked. They had legal troubles, which they've they've been vague about what the legal troubles were. Some people thought it might have been Dave Mustaine could have been of mastering rights for mechanics or blah blah blah. Some people well, thought it might have been Rob McGovern. There's, there's a couple, but there's a couple songs. Uh, I don't know if Ron has any. Leg to Santa, but Mustaine has multiple co-writing credits on these songs. So. I, I think it's likely this Kenny Kang guy who fuck him. I agree. Who is he? Well, he, he's Kenny Kane. <laughs> I know, but he's KK. He's K squared, man. I don't like him. I love that. I'd suddenly have all these nicknames for him. It's K squared, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so, can't. but they've already moved on to, to they've done Kill 'Em All, Ride Lightning. It's doubtful yeah. they'll ever revisit this era, you know, because they they got to move forward. And yeah, they do. I mean, I'm sure in the back of their minds, they're they're hoping to release it one day, and hopefully that that can you know. Come but to fruition a vinyl and, can... and a limited edition box set for No Life to Leather. It's like seven songs. Well, I mean, they but you were saying they, maybe well, the, they talk the, about the extended version, the There's power probably, metal demo yeah, and previous the previous demo edition tape. Yes, definitely. True. And like I said, you know, there might be. You know, old dusty cassettes that Lars and James have sitting in like a, you know, safe that no one's ever heard. Well, Lars has even said that they hi- literally they hired a, a quote unquote an old school private detective to locate some of the missing takes for the expanded edition. Well, there you go. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm down. 
Um, Kenny, get out of the way. I want to hear this shit. So those are kind of the facts of it, right? Yep. I do like this quote from Lars. Um, he quoted when talking about like why. So instead of starting with Kill 'Em All, why go back even before Kill 'Em All to demos? And he wrote, "It's time for us to put out some next level reissues and do the song and dance." Of the catalog that everyone else has done, the U2s, the Led Zeppelins, the Oasises. Ulrich says, instead of starting with Kill Em All in 1983, we figured we'd go back another two years to when the band was formed in 1981. Good quote. Interesting. Why he lumped Oasis in with U2 and Led Zeppelin <laughs> is an eternal fucking mystery. I mean, I like Oasis. I love Oasis. They're great. But are they Led Zeppelin or U2? No. Do they have the archives of Led Zeppelin and U2? No. Are you fucking kidding me? But, you know, Lars is a massive Oasis fan. That's great. Understandable. They're a great band. Yeah, well, they're not Led Zeppelin. I still have yet to see uh, the Oasis documentary. Supersonic? It's disappointing because it's just 90 minutes of them being assholes. Isn't that what you want? No. No? It doesn't come off well. Really? I'll still watch it. No. I mean, it's worth a watch. It's worth a viewing. Yeah. So, I think uh, a, a, a quick... Track by track, not in super detail because all we've these already, songs... And we've already done Kill Em All, right? Right. But um, I just want to mostly point out, I mean, the mechanics is the biggest difference on this thing. It right. is the Four Horsemen, different lyrics. Um, the main thing I want to point out, so let me read them down to you real quick. Hit the lights, the mechanics, motor breath, seek and destroy, metal militia, jump in the fire, Phantom Lord. Great. The one thing I'll say about this demo is poor Kirk on Kill em All, having to learn all these solos. Because, I mean, they're, Kirk pretty much played him the same. There's yeah, but not he much up, difference. But he was up for it, because he was young, and he was excited to get the gig. And and he got the gig, like, I mean, he basically was, like, with them, like, the afternoon after they fired him. And the story day. is, he, he, he learned them all, like, on the plane ride to New York. Yeah. But, I gotta say, Mustaine's solos on, on this demo are fucking great. Okay, they are good. They are good. Uh, technically, they're impressive, and but and they're like a flurry. It's like that young. They match the rest of the demo. They match James's vocal. Lars is playing. Sure, it's this sort of young fucking hurricane, right? But they don't. I don't know. I could. I could hear the difference. I could hear the difference between Mustaine and Hammett, and sure. I prefer Hammett. Especially that middle section of the Four Horsemen, what that became. What that became is which be- is, Kirk, is beautiful. You know? It's awesome. It's great. Um, I think for what what is on this cassette, as far as Mustaine's solos go, I kind of prefer it over. You do Kill 'Em All, really? I mean, I love Kill 'Em All. I'm just saying, if you could just like insert these solos onto the Kill 'Em All record, yeah. There's just something. I mean, there's there's an they're, ag- they're aggression more about it. Yeah, I agree. It's very aggressive, and and I don't know. Because let's face it, Dave Mustaine, alcoholic, troubled, angry, right? Yeah, you can channel that into some great shit. Kirk, he, yeah, kind of passive, chill, whatever goes, right. and maybe some of that comes across, right, in the totally. solos. Oh yeah. Um, the other thing I would love to point out about this, yeah, is. It had been a long time since I actually listened to the to this demo. When I re re listened to it uh, recently, I started laughing because when Hit the Lights started, I was like, "Wait a second! I thought this was I thought Hetfield sang." Yeah, it sounds like Dave. Song. It sounds like Dave Mustaine. I know. It's crazy. Like I think they, I mean this is a clearly like this is an era of Metallica where they're finding themselves. They're finding their voices. They're finding 
who they are on their instruments and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parts on this, on all all seven songs where he's singing kind of like Dave Mustaine. Now, I don't, I don't know if that means that Hetfield took influence from him or maybe once Dave got kicked out, he kind of took that singing style and ran with it. I think they were all just taking influence from like Diamond Head and shit. True. You know, uh, to me, hearing the difference between James that year and when they actually recorded Kill Em All, which is about a so year later, yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, when I hear Hit the Lights on No Left to Leather, it's like giggly to me because it's so, it's pure and raw and he's going for it, but it's, it makes me laugh. It, yeah. I, I, you know. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly their influence of British heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm really glad that James found his own little path. I mean, can you imagine if he was singing like this now or like on the Black Album? Well, James has said in recent interviews that when he, they're like, what do you think when you hear like Kill Em All or maybe they even mentioned the New Life to Leather demo and he's like, my first thought when I heard it after a long time of being away from it was, who's that chick singing? <laughs> <laughs> he was singing pretty high. Yeah. But I mean, he was super young. He could... Yeah, that adolescence in him. Oh, to love Okay, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, in recent years, he's tried to hit those notes, and I, f- I find it a little annoying. Well, no one over 40 can hit those notes anymore. Unless, Unless your name Bru- is Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah, right. Bruce Dickinson can, yes. <laughs> or Brian Johnson. Right. Right. Uh, or Dio when he was still alive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in, in, you know, recent years, he's kind of chilled out on it recently, but... Uh, you know, I would say like when they were doing like the Orion Festival, like mm-hmm. when they played Kill 'Em All front to back, he was trying to hit those notes, and the note was kind of there, but it was just it sounded a little bit uh, karaoke. Well, there are moments of like Ride the Lightning where he does whatever the ho- big high thing is. He just does it low and does it kind of, which I think he should. Totally, he does it kind of doomy. It's the safe bet. I uh, think blah, it blah, blah, sounds blah. yes, it sounds so much better. Well, that's the way to go. Yeah, it is. Well, he's not twenty two anymore. It's fine. No, I forgive him and I accept all that. There's no oh, yeah. problem there. I mean, yeah. Is there anything to say about Rama Govney's bass on this demo? Uh, I will say on... It's good. It's on, solid. It's very solid. Very solid. It's good enough to imagine him continuing to be in a band. Yeah. Um, this is this is a little small detail, but on the uh, version of Jump in the Fire on this one, mm-hmm. I love... And this is so tiny, but on Kill 'Em All, uh, on the intro, the, the bass is just kind of hanging on that G, or I think it's F sharp. Um, and then eventually it's, it kind of walks down on this version. It walks down from the get go and on the chorus too. And it's a little bit different from the kill all version. And I think I actually prefer it. You're losing me, bro. Am I losing you? There's, I, I noticed it today when I was listening to it. We were told we don't talk too much about being musicians on this podcast. That was not that long. Okay. I'll say this for you, non musicians on the kill all version. The bass is different from this one. And I prefer the, I prefer the cassette version. Grab your bass and play it. Um, could you do that? I don't know if I could right now. Really? Grab, just... your, get, grab a guitar and play any Metallica song right now. <laughs> just for fun. A guitar or a bass? Either one. Well, I don't want to could you do My Friend of Misery, the intro to My Friend of Misery? Do you know it? Um, Ethan is now getting up and he has a whole wall of guitars here. We're just going to end this episode with a little... Something could, that's not... From this, uh, well, sure, demo. let's be fun. 
I swear to God, we did not plan this. I totally just fucking sprung this on Ethan. This is the this is what you gotta love about this podcast, man. It's Ethan just fucking picked up this guitar and played my friend of misery out of the fucking blue. <laughs> On our No Left to Leather episode. I've also uh, not tuned this bass in probably a month because I've been out of town. Well, it says a lot about... That was great. There you go. You know what? We should end this episode to you playing that. What? My Friend of Misery? Duh. Yeah. So... Didn't I already do that? Well, we're going to coda it now. Okay. Thanks everyone for checking it out. We just burnt down our new life. So if you want to find us on all the things, it's Metal Up Your PC on, on Twitter, Twitter, Metal Up Your Podcast on Instagram. Yep. If you want to email us, which is the best way to reach us directly, it it's is. Metal Up Your Podcast Show at gmail.com. And if you could take the time, go ahead and start playing that for me, buddy. If you could take the time, go to iTunes and just leave us a review, even if it's just to say, I dig it. I dig the pizza in the fridge. We very much appreciate it. We're so grateful for all of you. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. We've got a lot of great shit in store. And with that, we will say good night. Good night, Ethan. Good night. Peace. <laughs> if you were our advisor, what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs>